Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. It's Monday, and you know what that means. Jonathan and I are talking about data, product positioning, product messaging, the ebbs and flows, the roadblocks, overcoming them, all of these things we go through working in startup land and trying to scale up really good fun organic conversation that we had just off the cuff i hope you learned something if you like what we're doing over here hit the subscribe button tell a friend most importantly if you're a creator out there that's looking for a new channel to distribute your content you're looking for a place to consolidate all of your work we just dropped creator pages waitlist. you can find it in the show notes we'd love to have you sign up if you think you're a good fit without further ado let's kick it to the conversation what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I was just telling Jonathan before we hopped on that I don't know if it is me coming back from vacation, us launching something this week, us growing as a business, a combination of all those factors, but I'm feeling it. We're, 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 we're working hard over here. I'm sure many of you out there who are working in uh, early stage growth companies know what I'm talking about, where it's like you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off, working on like 10 different things at the same time, hoping to push each of them over the line eventually before they're due. That's what we do working in startup land, but we're here. We're having a conversation. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on at the juice, what we're thinking about. And hopefully these conversations can help you or at least maybe serve as some therapy saying you're not the only ones out there dealing with some of this stuff. So how's that for an intro, Jonathan? I like it. I think you wrote about it or maybe we even talked about it on the podcast, but if we didn't want uh, some of these growing pains and challenges, I think we could both be working at uh, different stage companies, at least uh, at different levels likely as well. But uh, it's part of what we signed up for. They're good challenges. They're good problems. And the, the best part is we have a good team that is tasked with solving them. And so we're working through some of those things right now, but it's, it's all a uh, part of the larger opportunity that lays out in front of us. I'd love to maybe go one step further on this topic because I think it's an interesting one. I think we both have felt this by working at bigger companies, companies, a company that was acquired and got moved into a bigger company. And for me, like it, it was an awesome opportunity. Like I learned a ton from a behemoth just uh, stuff that I honestly still use today. However, there was this element of, you know, I could like close my laptop at 1130 on a you know Friday and not think about work until, you know, Monday at, you know, nine and I would be okay. And there I would be like nothing, there'd be no repercussions and it would be fine and I'd be able to catch up. But I think I realized, and I'm sure you did too, that while this is a path for some others kind of want to start build and create new challenges for themselves. So I guess my question back to you is like, you're, we're we're like scaling as a business. We're going to eventually be adding more people, resources, everything. How, How do you like evaluate like the right, the right person that is ready to get signed up for like this madness that we work through every day and not only sign up for it, but thrive in this sort of environment? Good question. Um, I wish I had like a, you know, a take these four steps to 
know if this person's the right fit for your business or, you know, here are the three interview questions I asked to find out. I, I don't know exactly. I know something that I, I care greatly about is problem solving. I, I think that's a lot of what this stage is, is like, it's, it's not even as much role specific, but like there's a problem in the business and we all figure out how and who is going to solve it to move the business forward. Right. And I, I think that's the other, uh, maybe more minor piece, but I think like you mentioned, we both worked at much larger companies. I, I think there's some level of checking boxes that happens. I mean, it happens in our business as well, but uh, there's just a, a busyness for busyness sake that you can get caught in. I think at really large companies at a stage that we're at everything we do, every decision we make, every conversation we have, it has a tangible impact on the business. So I think people who a have been able to do that successfully, you know, have a very tangible ownership, accountability, and impact on a larger business uh, will do really well in a smaller business. But I think, uh, you know, regardless of stage, if they can articulate that they have previously identified a problem within a business, ran to that problem and solved it, closed it, finished it, completed it, uh, I, I think that's just critical because that, that's all we're doing at this stage is is identifying new problems we think we can solve. And then as we're solving those problems, additional problems pop up and it's a little bit of whack-a-mole with those problems. But I think it's all about problem solving and just making sure um, that everything we're doing has a very tangible impact on moving us towards our vision. Problem solving is a good segue into what I want to talk with you about in this. And I want to bring up this topic because I think anyone out there listening can relate to it at some level. And I'm going to open up with this. I think we at the Juice believe in what we're building and the problem that we're solving. And we we know it's really cool. Like I, I will say um, flat out, I've done this my whole career and I think nothing has hit me in terms of like advancing and enhancing my workflow as much as let's say like creator pages and creator pages is um, we'll plug it here. We might as well. Um, we will have launched the wait list on the other side of this. We'll put a link in the show notes. If you're a creator that is looking to consolidate your work and also distribute to the right type of people, like sign up for the wait list. We're going to be rolling out batches and we're really excited about it. I'm excited as a user, but we know what we're building is cool. It resonates. People think we have a cool brand. We're doing stuff like podcasts. But I think at the end of the day, when we get to that finish line, people want to know like how what we're going to do is going to truly help them. Like, What is the bottom line? And I think as a business, we've been having conversations internally about how can we better communicate? How can we paint a clear picture? And um, I think it's the fun of working at this stage of company. But you, I know, have been thinking a lot and you are definitely more, uh, I would say, I don't know, <laughs> I'm kind of labeling you a little bit, but you're more of an analytical guy, I think. Like you, 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 you can say into, nerd. You can say nerd. Yeah, you did go to Purdue. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, you're more analytical guy. So now, like, I, for the first time, like, I was introduced to something that you had been working on and it was like I sat in a meeting and you were kind of presenting, like, data and like how we can use data to our advantage to help paint a clear picture. Maybe like talk a little bit about that just from the evolution of like vision selling to here we have a product 
it's resonating with some, but maybe not as many as we want it to be to now it's like, all right, let's, let's get some data in here to show people and have them have something tangible that they can take back to their boss or boss's boss to get this deal done. So maybe just riff on that, talk a little bit about data and how you're thinking about it. I was very fortunate. I started my B2B marketing journey in a marketing data analyst role. And I think that's always made me think maybe a little bit differently, or maybe like a little bit like in the minority mindset of, of the broader like marketing spectrum. I think so many people get into marketing from the brand and creative side of things, uh, which I've got a deep admiration for, appreciation for, but uh, really my experience and my expertise, if you even want to call that, is in getting a spreadsheet of marketing data and figuring out how to make it talk, which has been a challenge for me because for a really long time, pre-product being alive, we didn't have that, right? And so that's, you know, you, you paint the vision, but as you mentioned, like we want to get to the pain point that we solve. Well, now the product's been live enough. We actually have, we're getting those spreadsheets worth of data that uh, I like to play around in. So we've been, we've been putting together some data, some, some calculations on the impact that our platform is having for our customers. And honestly, we've all been, we knew we were having an impact, but I think we've all been pleasantly surprised, even impressed by the impact that we're having. We're feeling it as our brand. And so now it's fun to articulate that to our customers and share that with the market. So I'll I'll mention the cliche here that I'm sure you and the team are tired of me hearing me say, but uh, I'm a broken record. This might've been where you were leading me with the question, but I ask our team often, are we a vitamin or are we a painkiller? And I think truly probably to this point, neither of those things are necessarily bad, right? Um, Vitamins are good. They help you. They're long-term, maybe not as tangible or you don't feel the impact as immediately. You can survive without them, um, but you don't need them necessarily. Painkillers, you know, the exact opposite. Uh, Very acute pain, uh, acts very quickly, something you're willing to go out of your way to get, right? And I think we... I think we solve pains. I think we can kill pains. I think up to this point, we've probably leaned more in the vitamin direction. That's okay. We're early stage. We've been trying to complement that with services uh, in addition to our platform. And we've certainly killed some pains. I think for us as a team, the big question we've been wrestling with, um, or at least I've been thinking through is, you know, does our, does our platform actually kill pains? And we're just not articulating that or packaging that well enough or messaging that well enough. Or is there something in the actual product that isn't killing pain and we need to build something that new to, to find that pain and kill that pain? So, so we're, we're experimenting down both those tracks. You know, everything at this stage is an experiment and a test. And we're, we're going to start um, interviewing brands. We've interviewed members, our individual users previously. Next quarter, we're going to start interviewing brands and, and users on the, the brand side. So really excited to continue to, to poke at that and try to figure it out. I think we're certainly starting to move at an accelerated rate, uh, at least in the, in the direction of killing pains. So the, the data, I think in just the data that we're pulling is a level up for us. And I, I can see the way that we can use this to our advantage to help paint a clearer picture. I think one hurdle that we are going to have to overcome and think we'll talk about storytelling in a minute, but where storytelling will need to play a role is that d- data that we are providing our customers and people that we're trying to sell to at the juice is, I would say data that is more aligned with the modern day marketer, just things that we're measuring, intent signals. We can talk about examples like you know 
follower count, stuff like that. It's 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 not is it's it's a it's a little bit non-traditional, whereas, you know, typically a marketer would want to measure number of leads and in, in that sort of those sort of metrics. So I think for us as someone who's in it every day, it like makes sense. And it's like, okay, I get this. Like we're pushing this forward. Like, because we're not gating people and pushing people through process, some of these old out of date metrics don't really matter to me as the marketer. And I'm more, more want to focus on some of these new modern day metrics. Like what, what sort of challenge do you think does that present? Right. So it's not only do we present this data, but th- this data is maybe not exact, not everything is exactly what you're used to like measuring, but we, but we think this is what you should be measuring because this is where marketing is going. Like how, how do you wrestle with that? It's really tough to find a pain point you want to attack and then how people typically solve for that pain point. We don't necessarily agree with. So you almost, you have to identify the pain point and then convince people there's actually a better way than the way they traditionally solve for that pain point. So we, I mean, we talk about this a lot on the go-to-market side of our business, you know, based on our ethos of our business and what we believe in and what we believe the modern day marketer does, we end up backing ourselves into some corners sometimes about like, well, you know, that could generate a traditional lead, but that's not what we're in the, that's not what our mission is. You know, what we would rather do is uh, create a high quality connection. How do we provide a connection point that isn't just passing contact information to our customers? So we're doing some of that with intent signals and then providing the people that would traditionally be leads. We're providing them the opportunity to raise their hand and say, I'm ready to be a lead or I'm ready to learn more from this brand. But, but it gets really hard when you're then selling and asking for people to pay for the platform. When they say, I, I, when I was doing founder sales and even in sales conversations, I'm still in, I see it happen all the time. We'll present pricing and you can see like very quickly, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if it's like the eye movement or like the, where, the place they look, but very quickly you can see when someone starts doing math on that pricing. And the math they're typically doing is a cost per lead, cost per opportunity or cost per impression calculation. Uh, because that's the traditional content syndication pricing structure. And so like we we think we're better than, we think modern day distribution, what we do is better than content syndication, but we don't want to be measured in the same way that traditional content syndication is measured because we think that's part of the problem. So I've just spun everyone that's listening to this probably into a circle, but that, that's the same thing we're fighting, right? It's like, how do, we, how do we solve for something that we think is broken by creating something new, but taking budget from that something old? It's really interesting challenge, uh, and we solve for it. It's going to be incredibly valuable, uh, but it is certainly a challenge. You're like the kid. You're the. Uh, I'll, I'm going to call you the Sultan of Segways today because you're like stealing my thunder. Because I was, I was, <laughs> I was going to talk about content syndication next and how. And this is kind of the uh, positioning side for any. And so for anyone out there that's like dealing and working with positioning, like I think it's always good to take what you're doing, even if it's a little different or abstract and put it up against something that uh, people can resonate with. And one of those things is content syndication. So we, we, I, 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 Jonathan, I don't mean to speak for the company, but I'm going to kind of speak for the company here. Like we believe content syndication is more times than not a, a waste of money. Like I, my visual is just lighting a bunch of money on fire. And the, the reason why we do this is because we want leads and we want vanity metrics that we can pump into our sales force and then we can report back to marketing leadership or sales saying marketing got this many leads this month when all actuality they were just trash. So 
for us in a positioning exercise, we're, we've decided that we, we believe and feel passionately that content syndication is a waste of money. We believe what we are doing is the modern way and not a waste of money. So for us now, and this, we maybe when I got hired, you talked a little bit about this, but we, and we've been kind of just here and there a little bit down the road talking about it. But now it seems like we're at the, the stage where it's like, okay, now we need to build slides. Now we need to push, put this in the sales conversation. And so I think from a positioning perspective, while what we're doing is a little different, it might be a little abstract, painting the picture and eliciting that emotion and feeling when you say content syndication, the marketer on the other side, I don't know. I don't know about you, Jonathan, but I don't think I've ever met any marketer who's built their career on the back of content syndication. So we want to use that to our advantage. I talked to a hundred marketers in a hundred days before we started the juice. We've talked about that on this podcast. I asked almost all of them about content syndication and there was exactly one person. I remember him very vividly because he was the only person who said he liked their content syndication program. Every single other person I talked to about it, like it was almost unanimous, unanimously received like a groan or an eye roll or a head shake. The second we started talking about it, and I, you've probably felt that previously in your career. I felt that previously in my career. Content syndication is great if you have an executive that says, we need to produce 100 leads and you've got $10,000 of budget. You can run the math very quickly and you can hit that lead target. Very transactional. You're going to pass those leads to your sales team. They're going to be shit leads. Sales team is going to hate them. Sales team is going to lose trust in marketing, uh, but marketing is going to continue to do it because it helps them check a box on their dashboard, right? So I had been very, very hesitant, even in the early days to say we compete with content syndication because I didn't want to be thrown in that same trash can with all the other syndication brands that marketers associate syndication with. Just because it was not a, it's an old fashioned tactic. It's not a space we wanted to necessarily play in. Then we start selling the juice and I, I start hearing that they're using syndication budget on the juice. So Maybe we're not competing with them directly, but we did start competing with the budget for syndication. Well, now, almost you know, 16 months later, we're starting to have the data that proves that we can outperform syndication, both on quality and quantity. And all of a sudden, it's like, all right, let's go ahead and stick a stake in the heart of content syndication. And, and kind of now, let's shout it from the rooftops because we have the proof. We have the budget that people are betting on us um, instead of syndication and uh, I think we can really champion that there is a better way than the traditional cost per lead program where they batch and blast your email, batch and blast your content in an email. You know, it looks like an ad, links to a form likely, is expensive and just low quality. There's a better way and we're building it. So the, the important part about what everything Jonathan said in like the determination and coming to these moments and this evolution and realization is that. It, for us, it's been just a, it's been collaboration internally from all different functions from, you know, Jonathan uh, being the leader and doing the early sales to Kate selling the platform now to, to and then them bringing the feedback to someone like me, who's like, okay, well, what do we do with this? How we can use it to use it to our advantage. So I think sharing this type of information is important. And for me as the marketer, it's like, okay, well, how do we, begin to use this type of this type of war between the two things or this war we want to maybe wage a little bit and start using that to help tell stories to better to get people to better understand why we exist why how we do things better and if they 
do want to spend money with with us where they can pull that budget from. So I don't know, data, storytelling, cross-functional collaboration, uh, those all play a role, I think, in getting to where we are right now. And where we are right now is is still, I feel like just in general as a business, we're, we're still trying to push a boulder up a mountain, but we have a lot of conviction around um, what we're doing. And I think just the, the, the punchline, I think of all of this is like just talking, talking with each other, learning from each other and trying to figure out, you know, how we can continue to advance and help more people and help more people do things the modern way. And I believe like creator pages, that's the topic that we're going to be talking about. Just continuing to talk about is a, a great place to, to look and start. So Jonathan, we just like went through a bunch. This is pretty organic conversation. Is there anything else you want to leave the listener with? No, I hope there's some like marketing consultant listening to this and like has some brilliant idea he can send to us to solve yeah. all this. Because <laughs> this is partially a, a like therapy session, which is good. But uh, again, the part of what we want to do is build in public. Hopefully this is educational, informational, cathartic for listeners. But yeah. We're, uh, we're enjoying sharing our story with the listeners. No doubt. And I'll, yeah, I'll just to put a cherry on top of that one. We, we, we share everything we try to. So especially if you're, if you're, if you can help us or if you're trying to sell to us, like just listen to the episodes, you'll probably, all you have to do is listen. We were telling you everything. So don't come at us with those cookie cutter emails. You know what I mean? Exactly. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Um, take care and make sure if you're a creator, Sign up for the Creator Pages waitlist and you'll hear from me and talk to you soon. Love those kind of conversations, just coming at it hard, talking about what we're working on. Hopefully you enjoy those and you are learning something. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you at Indy McGrath on Twitter, at The Juice HQ on Twitter. Slide into those DMs. Let us know you're listening. Let us know what you'd like for us to talk about. We love that feedback. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back on Friday with another episode of Modern Day Marketer.